Yo. Welcome, welcome. Oh, wow. You can actually hear you. Yeah, I think I figured out what was going on. Obviously, I was having some issues because I was using, you know, my AirPods, you know, a little humble brag there. Um, And uh, so they were having some issues because when I would send the links to you guys over Messenger, it would, uh, for some reason, disconnect. And then so then as soon as, right, because it it leaves the app so I can send you guys the, the link. And then once the app, once the app uh, like was brought back, for some reason there was a disconnect between my AirPods and uh, the app. But I think I've got it figured out. So welcome, Dalton. Hey, hey, how is everyone? Uh, Good. Going, going well, going well. A little tired. Well, yeah, back to back to back to back midnight shifts. Oh my goodness, man, they're they're brutal. And it's on a college campus. I make tacos for people, so. Oh, and, like, last night there was this huge frat party, I guess. So, like, they were just wheeling in drunk and belligerent and rude. Yo, dude, I bet. Because, like, every, once I get drunk, first thing I want, tacos every single time. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so, like, so they, they so the thing is we don't close till 3 a.m. So people are rolling in at 2.30. And then, like, the problem is we've run out of, like, things like chips. <laughs> So, so they roll in and they're like, can we have uh, a bag of queso chips? And we're like, we're actually out of chips. And they're like, well, I just ordered queso. So what am I supposed to eat? <laughs> and they just be so wow. upset or like, or like the big one, this dude ordered like, so full two tacos. So we have these things, a uh, little, you know, just a little pump for, I work at a place called Gringos Locos, a little shout out. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, and we have these we have this thing on the menus that are really popular. They're called the Double Ds. And basically what it is, it's a soft shell taco, and then we put queso on the soft shell taco, and then we wrap it around a hard shell. Oh. Yeah, they're fire. Anyway. Dude. So, so, this, has been, uh, so this has been Taco Talk. Dude, I'm, by Gringo. Oh, I'm so hungry now. But I don't, I don't yeah. think this, this restaurant exists in Canada. No, it only exists in Orlando. Oh. Yeah, there, there's like six in Orlando, and that is it. How much are flight tickets? <laughs> um, and so this dude orders them with everything on it, right? Lettuce, sour cream, all the good stuff, right? And so, so then the dude right after him orders the same thing, except with just meat and cheese, right? So I make the meat and cheese one real fast, send it down, get him out of here. The dude waiting on his other tacos, and it only takes like 30 seconds to put the rest of the stuff on it. He's like, why did he get my tacos? Why did he get his tacos first? I ordered before him. And I was like, I was just making his. They were easier. I'm making yours right now. Like, I'm in the process of making them. You'll get them. And he just, he's just like, I don't understand why, why he got it first. And I like literally, I passed him like, here you go. And he like walks out shaking his head. And he's like, oh, these, these damn don't know how to do their jobs. I was like, okay, pal. It's like, it's like two in the morning. Like, come on. Poor Michael. Anyways, anyways, <laughs> welcome everyone to episode 20. Oh boy. I know, I know. Big shout out to, you know, all the, all the listeners for all their uh, love and support for keeping us going. I think uh, we're up to $1.52 if I remember correctly. <laughs> how much is yeah. uh how much does a beer cost down in the states oh geez uh depends on how good of one you want but all right let's just go see like you know you're you normal you're just gonna get fucked up you're gonna get like 12 of these kind of things um <laughs> like a like a good old 12 pack i mean i don't know chris what do you think uh you could probably get a 12 pack of uh bud light for like 11 dollars yeah 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 Oh, so we're almost up to two beers then. That's pretty good. Yeah, almost to two beers. Hey, listen, once we hit once we hit five bucks, I'm cashing out and I'm taking it to a pizza place down the street that gives you a piece of pizza and a beer for five. Oh, oh. blue moon. Yeah, blue moon. Chris knows what I'm talking about. Those pizzas are the size of like an elephant. They are yeah. enormous. There they go. Yeah. And a beer too for only five bucks, dude. That's a hell yeah, of a deal. A pint. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. Are we sponsored by these things we keep talking about? We should, we should be. be. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
Anyway, boys. Um, so I mean, not all, so after the trade deadline, we we had you know obviously a longer episode than usual. Uh, not a lot uh, going on in the hockey world this last week. Um, uh, Jets and Oilers played five games. I'd like to give it myself a little pat on the back. I uh, we had five games. I uh, I won the week, boys. So I'm now back in in the mix. It's now a score of five to four to four for Chris leading. What is going on? Yeah, that's the two in a row for me. I I got a four of the five, and I correctly and I pre- correctly predicted one of the five two Jets wins. Was it the? Oh, I was gonna say, was it the eight one Jets win? It was not. It was not. And I'd actually oh. like to to point out that both of you guys predicted that the Jets were gonna lose to Carolina. Hey, just just while we're here, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, guys, but you remember how we've been talking about this this Carolina celebration? I didn't see it last night. I just saw. Like, oh, yeah. what, what I was gonna say I didn't think there was gonna be much of a storm surge last night. I would have loved if they do it after losses. That'd just be the funniest thing ever. Adam Lowry did the skull clap as he was leaving the ice, so that was pretty hilarious. Did he really? Yes, he did. All right, we're jumping ahead. We're jumping ahead. So we start last week with the Jets playing the Blue Jackets. The Blue Jackets obviously have all their new guys starting in, and the Blue Jackets are actually out of a playoff spot. And the Jets thump them with a five-two loss that I correctly predicted. Um, well done, well done. And uh, I was this the four goal uh, Blake Wheeler game? I believe it was, wasn't it? Yes. And Blake Wheeler with four goals. Uh, I what mean, happened there? Yeah, I, I for an assist I, man, that's pretty good. Yeah, no, it was impressive. It was impressive. I mean, and uh, I think only one of them was a tip in. So I mean, that's a. That's pretty impressive, and I mean that's the. I think the crazier thing is that's the not even the highest amount of goals scored in a game by a Jets player this season. Right. Which is which is I think more impressive, and and Line A, I mean, still having trouble scoring, but I've seen him. He's starting to pick up the assists here and there. Line A is playing well. All right, that's good to hear. But yeah, Um, so the one. Interesting fun fact, uh, Wheeler actually has blowing his chance to go into the history books. Do you guys know why? Do tell. He was on track to become the first player in NHL history to get 100 points in a season without scoring 20 goals. Uh, And then he goes and scores four goals in a game and ruins it. How many goals is he up to now? Uh, That's a good question. He's got to be close. Good to Google. <laughs> Blake Wheeler stats. Boom. All right. Blake Wheeler on the season has 19 goals, 64 assists for 83 points in 67 games. All right. No more goals, Wheeler. Does someone like just right. break a stick or something like that? <laughs> He'll have wide open nets, wide open like empty nets. He'll start passing backwards. <laughs> He'll just do what McDavid does, you know, bring her off the post. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> um, but so the thing that I that uh, I've noticed, I don't think Columbus has won a game since they've had all the people they brought in. They've so definitely like, been on a slide for sure. Yes, like, and and they're out currently. They are out of a playoff spot. Yeah, the only thing really going in their favor is that like everybody else around them also doesn't know how to win. Yeah, it's been a weird, honestly, season. It's almost like there's like a couple teams that are like we're making the playoffs, and everyone else is like, eh, we'll get there if we get there. <laughs> you know, if you lose ten straight, who cares? It's all good. Whatever. Life's yeah, not exactly. a race, you know. It's a marathon. <laughs> exactly. But like, what do we think's going on with the with the Blue Jackets guys? Um, I think Tortorella is a shitty coach. I think it's a number of things. Like, do you think that, like, they're, like, still, like, obviously, since they brought in, like, four new guys and new defensemen, obviously top-end guys that, like, they they need to just gel, and once they gel, they'll start clicking and go? Or, like, do you think there's maybe something a little bit deeper here? Well, it's definitely, like, there's probably some chemistry issues, right? Like, uh, if you play with somebody for – you know, your entire career, you're obviously going to be a lot easier to breed them and that kind of stuff, right? 
And so coming in, it's, it's probably some of that a little bit of an issue, but I don't know how much of it really can be attributed just to bad chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I actually listened to uh, the 31 Thoughts podcast um, uh, this last week, and they had Tortorella on as a guest. And they actually asked him, and I, I really like, you know, not to plug a much better podcast, but um, they, they asked really good questions. And, like, they basically point, up, point blank asked him, um, uh, you guys are out of a playoff spot. Are you worried? And Tortorella just goes, of course I'm worried. <laughs> But like I don't know, he seemed he seemed optimistic. Um, I think that one of my big things is Bobrovsky has not really looked Bobrovsky form the last little bit. Yeah, this entire season, pretty much, right? He's, yeah, uh... like he has he has his spurts where they kind of get hot and they start winning a bit, but then as soon as they start losing, you kind of you go back and look at his stats, and he's a big part of the reason why they're they're kind of in this weird state of on and off. Yeah. I think Columbus will make the playoffs just because of the amount of talent they have on that team. But uh, I'm not going to lie. If they miss, I think it'll be one of the funniest things that happened this season. I mean, so they worst case scenario, they miss the playoffs and then all their free agents lock. Ooh. And then does the GM get fired in that scenario? Torts for sure, I think. I think, I think, I think you clean house at that point. I think if you, you go – I mean, like you said, he, he pushed all his chips into the middle. Like he's – thrown away draft picks for the next three years i mean and so if it works it'll be a stroke of genius but if it doesn't like he's not looking good yeah he's sitting out at four to five for the straight flush right now and he's really hoping a club's gonna come up yeah exactly exactly i don't understand the reference but yeah (laughs) (laughs) um all right so moving on the oilers then took on the sabers at home and this was a bit of a rocky one, um, but happy with the result. The Oilers go down 3-1. They battle back, and, and honestly, in the second period, they take it to them and go up 4-3. Yeah, it was nice to see the team not quit when they were down a couple. Yeah, it was incredible. I mean, uh, at first, I was like, oh, man, Koskinen's looking rough. And then he, he kind of – we battened down the hatches. We took it to him. And, man, our, the last few games, actually, our cycle game in the offensive zone has been unreal. Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, been, I, don't, I, I don't know if it's chemistry or what, but it's, it's working right now for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so moving on then. The Jets take on the Lightning. And, uh, Chris, you were actually in Winnipeg. Um, obviously, the Jets didn't play in Winnipeg, but you've been in Winnipeg the last uh, week or so. Isn't that right? How stupid is that? Yeah, right. <laughs> Although so that's was, a, far away from this game. Yeah, yeah. So how first off, how was Winnipeg? Um, it was cold and dirty and gross. Yeah, so it sounds you, like Winnipeg. So were you happy to get back? So happy. Okay, so my next question for you, Chris, is how was the bus ride from Fargo, Dakota, since Winnipeg doesn't have an airport? <laughs> oh. <laughs> 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 He's out of here. <laughs> that could have been better. I don't. I think that's probably the best time we've ever had for that. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> that was really good. You didn't hear something? <laughs> uh, okay, so Chris, I want to know how the bus ride was from I, Fargo, Dakota, since Winnipeg doesn't have an airport. I said. Uh, I said we took. Uh, we took snowmobiles. Oh really? And <laughs> <laughs> again, he's just not happy. No, stop um, asking questions about Canada, apparently. All right, all right, fair enough, fair enough. Um, so, obviously, the Jets lose in this one. They lose 5-2 to the, two to the Lightning. Chris, so what did you see from this game? Well, you know, actually, I think, uh, I think the Jets actually played pretty well. Um, they hung with them till the end, and I don't know if you guys watched the game, but uh, Kucherov hit Hellebuck in the face with a shot and knocked Hellebuck out of the game uh, just for a power play. And, of course, the Lightning scored on the power play, so that was just a really bad bit of luck for the Jets. Um, you know, you, you can see Tampa is an elite team. They're an excellent team. Um, but I feel like the Jets, the score didn't really reflect how they played. 
Yeah, um, and that seems to be a, a pretty common theme with, you know, good teams playing the Tampa Bay Lightning this season. Tampa Bay Lightning are just another caliber. Like, everyone kind of comes out of, like, like I know when the Leafs played Tampa and lost, um, Steve Dangle, he was like, we played a good game. It's just Tampa's just a machine. Yeah, they're just so good. Yeah, they're, uh, they're, they're Speaking of that, uh, that, that Hellebuck shot, though, did you hear his interview after the game? I was actually about to pull up his comments. All right, all right, all right. If Do you uh, have him? I don't, not on me, no. Oh, okay, okay, I, 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 I have him in my mind, but, like, if you're going to pull him up, you might as well just read him. All right, all right, I've got him, i got him. Um, yeah, okay, here we go. We are pulling it up. All right, it's loading. Uh, okay. Um, all right, where the hell is it? So, basically, I can, I can give you the spirit of what he said. Yeah, yeah, go, go, go. So basically, the Kucherov shot bent his mask, and the cut was from the puck hitting his face. It wasn't a compression shot. I got the I got the quotes, by the way. Okay, chain link fence, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So he uh, a couple days. Um, he said he still has a noticeable mark above his left eye, and he said they wanted to give me a stitch, but I told them to glue it. It gives me a, a better scar. Uh, I like scars, I guess. Glue is faster, and I don't have to deal with needles. <laughs> I I think your goalie is a little bit insane, but he's also a goalie, so you know you gotta be a little territory. you gotta be a little crazy to take pucks. And Kucherov has a heavy wrist shot too, so oh, he's got a heavy everything. Yeah, dude, Kucherov is next level. Um, but I still think McDavid will catch him. I mean, whatever. Uh, <laughs> um, all right, so then the Oilers then play the Vancouver Canucks. Um, we go up 3-1, uh, 3-0, was it? Yep, 3-0. Yeah, we go up 3-0. They score two in the third period. Things got a little dicey, but we held the fort. Koskinen was huge in this game. Mm-hmm. He, how good has he looked since he basically took over as the starter? Do he has, Have you looked at his stats since Talbot's gone? Like, he's been fantastic yeah he's, he's holding it down for sure it's yeah it's promising to see especially with the oilers signing him for so long after this yeah 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 um i actually want to backpedal real quick back to the uh sabers game because we didn't talk about the uh act of god that fell upon the oilers at the end of game <laughs> um for those that didn't see it uh so the uh it's the game four three up by one goal uh Eichel, I'm pretty – or no, no, the defenseman Montour basically set Pominville up on the back door for a wide open net. Koskinen's nowhere. No defenseman around him. He heals the puck towards the net, and if he he whiffed on it. And if he ha- and then he, like, for some reason, because he's on one knee, he brought his stick back and pulled the puck then out from going in. Because if he just whiffed on it, the puck was still going to go in. Mm-hmm. He just had to tap it. He could do – he didn't even have to touch it. It was, it was in the net. Yeah, he could have just breathed on it and it would have gone in the net. But he basically double-clutched and pulled the puck out of the net and the Oilers yeah. won the game. And not only did he pull it out of the net, he, like, tossed that puck out of there. Yeah, he, he probably hit it harder pulling it out of the net than he did pushing it towards. <laughs> um, that, so the Oilers game was... are on a four-game win streak. Yeah, yeah. I'm Michael, I'm, uh, I'm beginning to believe and I hate You're it. You're beginning to believe again? yeah. Um, I don't know why that makes me so upset, but it does. Yeah, just like I, I can see the heartbreak in the future. I understand. I understand. And so then, like we hinted at, the Jets then took on the Carolina Hurricanes in Carolina, and the Jets absolutely dunked on the bunch of jerks. <laughs> what um, a bunch of jerks! Yeah, I will say <laughs> I actually caught a bit of this game. The Jets are really happy. Ehlers is back. Oh yeah, his speed and obviously, like he, they love him as a teammate. But like, just the speed and skill he brings is is fantastic for the team. Just because just you can insert speed anywhere in the lineup. He's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Kevin Hayes with a at was a with a pretty nice goal last night too, off of a nice rush by him. He he batted out of midair. I mean, yeah. Chris. I mean, what 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 can you say about this? Uh, I can say many, many things, um, including uh, we got a pretty good goalie. 
Thank you so much, Edmonton Oilers. We appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, Russell was the net for this one. Yo, no worries. We just have a backup we haven't played yet now, so it's it's cool. Yeah. He yeah. was excellent. He was excellent. So yeah, he was yeah. great. Um, you know, uh we won the Corsi and the Scorsi, which is important. Mm, very um, much. Very no, much. no, I'm pretty sure the Carolina Hurricanes <laughs> tweeted out that they won the faceoff percentage, though. So. Oh, oh yeah, which I replied, thank you for trying to make pie out of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, do you see that? Like, they do this like, like LASIK, like eye on stats or some bullshit after every game. Yeah, and they, all they did was like try to find the stats that didn't make them look like dog shit, and they posted those. Oh, yeah. Well, both teams had eighteen hits, and oh. uh, you know, Winnipeg uh, had Winnipeg had eight twenty-eight shots, and we had twenty-nine. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but we won and the face. We beat them in the face-off dot. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it sounds to me like the Jets just got lucky then. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Pretty much. Um, and so since I don't have a lot of like. NHL news and stuff like that to talk about. Um, I wanted to ask uh, Chris what you thought about Ben Sherratt this season because he's <laughs> got uh, he's got he's got five goals on this on the season or uh, he might have did he get two last night? Uh, no, I think he's an assist on the second one. I think it went off somebody. Uh, okay, okay. So so he he's got five goals on the season. Um, actually, let me pull up his stats real quick. Um, and he, but I mean, five goals on the season for your, uh, five, six defenseman, like I like that on the Oilers. Um, Ben Sherrod. Does he go by the nickname of Chariot? Uh, no. Oh, that's very sad. We, we call him Chia Pet. Oh, that's <laughs> we have one. We, we have one of those. <laughs> All right. So yeah, Ben Sherrod. Uh, he's got five goals, 13 assists for 18 points on the season, plus seven. I mean, not bad for, I mean, over 20 points for your five, six offensemen. Not bad. Um, so, oh, I mean, my you... God. People hate him. Like, <laughs> really? Yeah, like the hardcore Jets fans are all like, they mostly hate him because they wanted Sammy Niku to be a regular on the team from the start. And they felt that, like, Ben Sherratt was somehow eliminating that from happening. I'll tell you something. Another thing about Sherratt that I think these guys don't like is that he st- he was pretty bad when he came into the league. Like he was basically a bench guy that was brought in, but he has slowly but surely gotten better each and every season, each and every month. Um, now I think he's a really solid bottom pair of guy and he's paid appropriately and He's big and he's physical. I mean, he's not going to wow you with anything, but um, I've been really, really, really happy with Sherrod this year. Well, yeah, yeah and you need those, like, uh, bottom-pairing guys that can, you know, come in, do their job, don't be too fancy, and at the end of the night, you uh, you contribute pod- positively to the team, right? So Yeah, exactly. I mean, so I'm looking at, right, I, I listed off, he's got over 20 points this season, and like I said, for a bottom-pairing defense, and that's really good. Um, I'm looking at some of his fancy stats here. I mean, Uh-oh. his his Corsi's not his are not great. He's at a 47. He's got a negative 2.6 Corsi. I mean, again, he's your, he's one of your bottom pairing guys. So I mean, for him to not be super like 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 he's pretty like it's gonna take two good games and he's back to a positive Corsi. Um, I mean, I, how long is he signed through? Is he a UFA at the end of this year? Are you guys trying to poach him from us or what? No, I think he's still signed beyond this year. Does he um, shoot right? <laughs> uh, he does shoot right. I'll take him. <laughs> no, he shoots uh, left. That, that, that is why. Oh, shit. Sorry, I thought he shot right. <laughs> I don't know why I got that. Well, I guess I'll he's not I'll still gonna... take him. All right. Yeah, and I think a lot – I mean, part of what plagues our defensemen on the Jets is the fact that our forwards are actually pretty bad defensively, like – Roslevic's bad defensively. Connor's bad defensively. Wheeler and Shifley aren't great defensively. Um, so, you know, that obviously people don't really consider that when they're looking at defensemen. But the way that your forwards back check, the way they put pressure on in the neutral zone, that allows your your defensemen to play their gaps a certain way. Um you know, that was my bi- that's my biggest frustration as a defenseman. There'll be a play where like your forward won't put any back pressure on 
um, the, the, the guy coming in on the ice or, or even worse, he will like check your guy, which will back you into your, your, your goaltender. And then somehow that's your fault when you get scored on. So, and let me tell you, Chris is very vocal about that in uh, oh, pickup games. I'm, my, Mike's heard about, about that more than once or twice. Yeah, if there is no back pressure or you back pressure the wrong guy, Chris throws his hands up, he shakes his head, he gets very oh, yeah. upset. I Yo, you would hate to play with me then, man, because I don't think I've back-checked in the last 10 years. <laughs> Look, as long as you're providing a good outlet for a pass and you're, like, driving the play forward, I don't fucking care. And oh, yeah, man, give me the receive the pass, if you can receive the pass. I, you got to do something out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um... And so just to jump down this rabbit hole a little bit more, um, Ben Chirot and Tyler Myers are both UFAs at the end of the season. Whoa. <laughs> so I, I think Myers is going to re-sign. I'm pretty sure. So I don't Myers know if you're making 5.5 right now. There's yeah. been a lot of rumors around Myers, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Well, there have well, been for years, though. Yeah, like I've heard like every single conceivable trade from him to Edmonton throughout yeah, the last every, couple every, seasons. Every time the trade deadline or something like that rolls around at the beginning of the season, there's like Myers unhappy or, or not unhappy, but like going to be moved somewhere. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's been following Myers since his days in Buffalo. Well, yeah, I remember trade rumors from way back, right? It's... Yeah, yeah. Is he just too tall? Is that why they want to trade him? That... <laughs> No, it's, you know, it's that I think people expect, you know, a certain, a certain game from him. So Tyler Myers plays better when he plays big minutes. If he's limited to playing like sub 15 minutes or even sub 20 minutes, he's prone to like making mistakes. Even last night, like he had a Tyler Myers moment where he was behind our net and he actually tried to make a pass up the middle of the ice, but Brassois was had his back to him and he was out of the net. So Myers actually put it off the inside of it, of Brassois five hole and almost scored on his own net. If Kulikov wasn't there to stop that, sh- that puck from going in, he would have scored on his own net. So almost a Steve Smith moment, eh? Right. Oh, no. So Myers will occasionally like make a really dumb decision, but in my opinion, he really offsets that for his wonderful skating. Um, he can really get the puck out of trouble. He's got such great reach. Um, you, just He surprises you sometimes with some of his rushes because he's just like this big gazelle, and he'll just go around guys. And uh, offensively, he's he, he's a pretty special player, I think. But, yeah, yeah. defensively, sometimes he's suspect. I'm looking at his. I'm looking at his uh, his uh, numbers here. He's got eight goals, sixteen assists, twenty four points, plus eleven in sixty five games. Um, is Kulikov normally his defensive pair? Yeah. Um, and so obviously Kulikov is a bit more of the the defense, like the defensive defenseman out of the two of them. Um, yeah. Uh, he's sitting at a ooh a fifty exactly Corsi, so pretty. <laughs> Pretty back and forth, but he's playing. Uh, he's averaging about twenty minutes a night right now. Um, and obviously, do you think his his minutes have jumped a bit with obviously Bufflin and uh, Morrissey missing some time? Oh, absolutely, no doubt. He's the second best defenseman. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's like Truba. So you think but he, re- where he shines is he was really great in the playoffs last year. So yeah, that's I remember pretty that. Cool. So he's so kind of you, more of a big, big moments kind of defenseman, right? Yeah, he's clutch, man. He's a clutch kind of guy. I think he needs yeah. to be in the spotlight. He's kind of like Patrick Laine in that sense, I think. Tyler Myers is Patrick Laine, confirmed. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you think he resigns then? Uh, so what makes me leads me to believe he will resign is uh, you guys probably haven't heard this story, but for his. He had a really – his wife had a really difficult childbirth uh, like last season or I think it was last season or the season before. And the Jets gave him off like a ton of fucking time. I do um, remember him missing some time and it was for personal reasons. Right. So they – I mean, and, and Myers uh, since then has spoken several times about how much – the way he felt about the way that the organization and all of his teammates treated him through that. 
And I think that built, built up some really great loyalty at the end of the day, though, again, it's a business and you know, the jets have some players they need to resign uh, coming up. So, you know, line a is probably, um, you know, lowered his payday a little bit uh, this year. He, you know, if he would have scored 50 goals, it probably would have been a different story, but so I don't know. It, it's if he takes a bit of a discount, I could see him re-signing. So it's I think it's about fifty-fifty right now. So okay, so then Mike, so so if he takes a bit of a re, uh, discount, he resigns. But do you think if he bumps it up by just five hundred five hundred grand, so now he's he, he's asking for six now? Do you resign him? You know, like that's a really good question. I don't think so. Tyler Myers could be a top four defenseman. But when you look at the Winnipeg Jets, so they have like Morrissey and Trubas are number our number one pair, obviously. Bufflin's our like third guy in the top four. And then Sherrod has been Bufflin's natural pair because they just seem to work together. Um, but I could see Niku slid, sliding into that slot next year because he's been excellent. So really, Tyler Myers will be asking in that case for like top four pay uh, to be in the bottom four for or like in a bottom two role so that's gonna be hard a hard sell especially for a team that's really up against the caps so it'll yeah. be difficult yeah, yeah. If the guy's asking for six mil that's that's the thing you want to give to a very like a good number three defenseman kind yeah of thing, right yeah 100 and i mean they've already i mean true was obviously an rfa at the end of this season so you guys have a little bit more negotiation room with him um so that's I think that's the scenario where Myers stays is that like Truba's made it very clear he doesn't want to be in Winnipeg, so there's a good chance he's going to get traded. Truba, uh, otherwise, please. <laughs> if, he, if he does another if he does another uh, arbitration, um, that will take him to UFA, and then we're going to lose him, right? So I think the Jets need to they they needed to do something last year, but they just I guess they couldn't or they didn't, so. Um, that's a really dicey situation. So if Truba moves on, then obviously that opens up a, a place for Myers. Um, but we'll, we'll see. So, so then, I mean, think, if, we're, if we're, no, no, you go ahead, Don. Well, I was like, so if you're thinking that if Tyler Myers ends up signing an extension with the Jets, you're basically waving goodbye to Truba at that point. Oh yeah. It won't be one. It won't be both of them. I'm fairly certain unless, unless Myers says, you know what? I admit it. I'm like, I'm a, I like I'm a bottom pair defenseman that does power play and penalty killing. I'm going to sign for like five times five or something like that, which is not going to happen. He's not going to take a pay cut, nor should he. So, yeah. So, so you think it's one or the other. You you guys are either yeah. starting next season with either Myers or Truba. Yeah, totally. And then, Cause and, I, and Sammy Miku, obviously, if he starts sliding in, starts, you know, filling that, filling the role, that's a, cost controlled like he's making mm-hmm. 775 grand for this year and next and then he's an rfa so i mean that obviously the good teams are, are the ones that use their entry levels right and he's uh you know he's like um he's a morrissey light like he his puck moving in his own zone is is nearly as good as morrissey already it's it's elite um he's more offensively uh, i guess biased I'm probably not as strong defensively, but what he's shown in his last time, this last time up with the Jets, is that he can use his stick and his smarts. He's not the biggest guy to like protect the puck and transition it in his own zone. He reminds me a lot of uh, Toby Enstrom, actually. Oh yeah, yeah I'm Enstrom. Um, so then, kind of what started the conversation is, what do you think then happens with Sherratt at the end of the season? I, I think he resigns. You know, the Jets gave him so much time to like grow. Although like, I really like Beaulieu. I think he's great. Um, and maybe Beaulieu sticks around as well. I don't know. I don't know how that all works. Yeah. So, so looking at it, I mean, uh, Sherratt's making 1.4 and he's a UFA at the end of this season. Beaulieu's making 2.4 and he's an RFA at the end of this season. And, uh, Beaulieu is 26. Sherratt is 27. Yeah. But Bullyu yeah. was a first-round draft pick, and he's he's already demonstrated, and obviously it's a very small sample sc- size, but he's already demonstrated much better transitional puck handling skills in his own zone. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. 
So, Chris, what are you thinking? Like, what are what's the Winnipeg Jets Cup window here? Like, how long do they have before this team really starts to fall off, and you're going to need to little, do a little bit of a retool? Well, we're still the youngest team in the NHL, so that says think, a lot right there. So, you think like have, seven years, maybe? Uh, really depends. Like, you look at some teams. Like, look at the Pens. The Pens are still at it. Like, and like Shevel Dayoff and our pro scouting is well. Yeah, I think our pro scouting has actually been pretty good. You look at Stasny fit really well. You look at, you know, Bolio is showing very well. Hayes is showing really well. So the players are, they're adding seem to really work for the team. So, you know, assuming that they, that that's a big component of whether you stay, you have your longevity, longevity, right? Because, you know, you've, you've got your, your base of, of prospect and young talent, uh, which you, you know, you've got their life cycle, but you've always got to enhance those players with supporting players. So that's where your, your scouting and your GM comes in. So I think it's pretty long. So I, I agree. My question is, I think a big, a big thing that will keep the Jets obviously in contention is Blake Wheeler. And he is, aside from Matt Hendricks, but let's be honest, Matt Hendricks is never going to be playing. Um, he's the oldest player on this line. Uh, he's the oldest forward at 32. Um, do you think he can keep his play going? Uh, that, that's, I mean, that's a really good question. I think he stays really fit. So, um, you know, does he, he doesn't like, he's been effective and it hasn't been based off of speed necessarily, even though he does have some speed. So I feel like players like that forward to use other tools other than speed to be effective generally tend to last longer. So. So do you think you he'll know, start to as as like the speed starts to drop off a bit? Do you think he'll start morphing towards more of maybe like a Joe Thornton? I was just about to bring him up. That's who yeah. I think he's going to turn into in his next coming years. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, they already you look at the strong cycle game of that first line. Um, you can still do that with minimal minimal speed. Um, you know, he's obviously a very good puck handler and a very good passer. So those things are going to serve him even when he slows down a little bit. All right. Well, I think we've dissected the uh, the Jets lineup a little bit. Um, that probably equals like all we've talked about the Jets the entire podcast series. <laughs> well, you got to do it every now and again. Um, so now we can move on to, I guess, NHL news from the last week. Uh, last night, the Tampa Bay Lightning became the first team to clinch a playoff spot. To everybody's and, surprise. And every, no, yeah, exactly, exactly. So my question on this then, do we think, I mean, light, Lightning are killing everyone. Like, it doesn't matter who they play. They're just, they're walking on them. So is this like the, the year where, the, where like President's Trophy winner shows up in the playoffs and stomps everyone? Or do we think this is another like cap, Washington Capitals sort of circa a couple of years ago win the President's Trophy, lose in the third round? I mean, even making it to the third round is, is a huge accomplishment, right? Uh, at the end of the day, the end goal is really to win the Stanley Cup. But making it that far, like, that, that's, that's great for them. But Yeah, but honestly, the Lightning have been doing that the last three years. I mean, I think the same thing as Washington Capitals. I mean, they're just – they're kind of tired of that. And they they want to win the damn thing. But, yeah, exactly. That's why I think, actually, that Tampa has a really good shot again this year because they have the experience now. They've gone to those uh, games. They played it. They made it to the finals already. Like, yeah. Tampa has every single piece they need, except for maybe another goaltender. I don't have very much faith in Louis Domingue, but other than that, I think Tampa what is basically... What do you mean about Vasilevsky? Vasilevsky's their starter. Oh, sure, but what happens if Vasilevsky goes down? Yeah. I think if Vasilevsky goes down, Tampa... Like, do they have... Is their offense and defense good enough to prop Domingue up to being an NHL starter? I mean, it, ha- it has so far in the regular season. I don't know if it would hold up in a playoff series. Exactly. Like, it's, it's kind of tough to tell for that. But I think if Vasilevsky stays healthy, I think Tampa has, like, one of the best shots we've seen in the last five, ten years maybe of winning the Cup. So you think Tampa just kind of walks? If Vasilevsky stays healthy, they walk through it? I think they're going to have a tough playoff series in the second round versus potentially uh, Toronto or Boston. I think that one's going to be a huge test for them. But I think if they, uh, they can win that series, they're basically going to the finals at that point. Yeah. yeah. Chris, what do you think? Well, I mean, obviously injuries are a huge factor, right? 
and and yeah. in the playoffs, you know, if Hedman goes down, if um, is it Girardi? Yeah, yeah their second best defenseman. No, no, yeah, no. So, no. <laughs> uh, McDonough, wait. I'd say. But, yeah, okay. Sorry, I I get the Rangers mixed up all the time. Yeah, That's so right. there's too um, many of them. Yeah, so if, if those two guys go down, well, obviously that's going to be extremely significant. Um, uh, and also, like the playoffs, right? Like you look at the you look at uh, odds of winning, and and even the teams with the highest odds of winning the cup, like their their um, percentage chances of like making it to the finals is below twenty five percent. So he they're not a you know they're not a walk in the park that's for sure they're not they're not like a walk to do it for sure well yeah if you look at the money puck stats right now i think tampa's like sitting at a 20 percent, and that's like by far the highest in the league at the moment and that's just you know that's the tournament right the game is is different in the playoffs and the way that they play i think it's kind of conducive to the playoffs i think they'll do well but yeah injuries are a big one yeah 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 i agree i agree um so then uh, the last piece of real news, I guess, from the last week um, is uh, Ted Lindsay's passed away. Um, huge uh, um, hockey icon, and not only as a player, but some of the stuff he did off the ice. He uh, First off, his nickname was uh, Terrible Ted for his play on the ice. I, I read a quote that it said um, he never left a fight. He never dropped his stick when he started a fight. um which is kind of an absolutely terrifying thing to hear um but then off the ice he uh really pushed for he founded the um the players association so uh you know the players can go and argue for millions of dollars in arbitration rights um and he 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 just he did a lot of stuff off the ice he um and I actually saw another quote that said he was working out in the Red Wings facility until he was like in his like late eighties. My man, yeah. And so, uh, I mean, and uh, Chris also got to watch his rookie game too. So, uh... yeah. <laughs> um, so I mean, just a a, hu- a huge, uh, obviously, loss to the hockey world. Um, just incredible, uh, an incredible figure icon um do you guys have anything you want to say well the red wings uh their memorial thing was very cool as well how they had yeah. uh all the seven through all the stands and stuff like that it's very 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 good ceremony yeah yeah um and then i guess the last thing i really have on my list and um is uh dry saddle is now second in league scoring guys the germans a tank he's really stepped it up this year and then the thing is, like, I don't, I don't know if I've really noticed anything different from like his shooting or anything from the last couple of years. It just seems like, I don't know, he's just playing with. Honestly, biggest thing I noticed is he's playing with some swagger. He like, definitely is. Well, he's trying those moves, right? Uh, yeah, that, that's the biggest indication. Like, he comes down every rush and he's like putting the puck between sticks. He's doing toe drags. Like, he's got big dick swinging. Yeah, I also noticed uh, he was he's doing that before you could see he was trying to make those plays that were just, you know, mind blowing plays. Yeah, but before he was making them in a lot of scenarios where if he messed up that pucks in the back of his net. Yeah. Now I've started to notice like he's not doing that play at his own blue line. Right. Yeah. He's not he's he's nor doing he's doing the offensive zone where he has like some support with them. Yeah, uh, it, it's he's, he's... it's. He's matured, he's to, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. He's starting to morph uh, a little bit towards, and as he said, like one of his big role models he looked up to, he's starting to morph towards the more Anze Kopitar role. And, and, and the thing is, it's like, it's not just McDavid. Like, like he's, McDavid's missed six games this season, three. or four, three games, and Dreisaitl has six points. Yeah. Three goals, three assists. And like recently, sometimes, he, like the last couple games, sometimes he's with McDavid. Sometimes he's run his own line. Like he's like haven't, and I've been saying this for years. Having the having the flexibility of being able to throw Nuge or Drysaddle onto their own line or with McDavid is just so so good. And once we get a good bottom six, we're going to be unstoppable. Yeah, and it's it's nice to see Nuge with McDavid as well because it really 
allows McDavid the freedom to go be that offensive phenom he is, right? Without yeah. having to have worry so much about defensively. Yeah. Dry, while being an exceptional offensive player, lacks a little bit on the defensive side, though he is a yeah. great penalty killer. There's there's sometimes when he'll he'll try like the good move or it'll get broken up and at the end of a shift and he's like laboring to get back and I'm like please get back please get back oh my god please get back it, it's bending in Sakara on a three on two please get back please get back <laughs> yeah um, it's been really really nice to see his game morph and change here it has it has um so I mean we can keep this one short boys and we want to jump right to the predictions for the coming week oh yeah I gotta go oh, do another 13 hours of math today so oh is that still count pal Oh, it's calc, it's data structures. There's a lot of fun stuff I'm doing. Wow, no thank you. I'm struggling doing math for liberal arts. <laughs> it's all right, man. I can't write to save my life, so it's, it's good. There you go, there you go. I've actually been also working on, uh, for a little bit of a teaser, I've also been working on my own little piece for the blog. Ooh. Uh, Dalton, how is yours coming along? Yo, I got stuck a little bit because yeah. I don't know how to write. So I, okay. I took a little bit off. Uh, I came back to it a little bit more. I'm hoping in the next couple of days to get it out, though. All right, cool, cool. You, you got a little teaser, maybe, about what it's about? Uh, it is about Sam Gagne. All right, all right. I like it, I like it. Um, I'll drop a little teaser for mine. Um, I'm, I'm talking about the outside chance of the Oilers making the playoffs. Ooh. Because me and my dad were looking at it, and as of right now, the Oilers are sitting not to give too much away about what I'm writing. Uh, the Oilers are sitting at a 4.8% to make it. Y'all, I believe. Give me that coin flip after coin flip after coin flip. I'm picking heads every time, boys. Let's go. <laughs> so, so those should be coming out soon. So I will obviously post the links to Twitter and all that sort of stuff. So make sure to check out southoftheblueline.com. Um, all right, boys, let's do the uh, predictions for the week. So first first uh, game on the docket is tonight at 7, big national matchup. The Toronto Maple Leafs play in Edmonton this time. How are you feeling about this game? Dalton, start us off. Who, you know, I'm beginning to believe. Oilers, 3 nothing victory. McDavid with a natural hat trick. 3 nothing win, and then a Mick D. Hattie. Chris, what are you thinking about the uh, Toronto-Edmonton game? Oh, my gosh. Please, Oilers, beat them. 4-3. 4-3 win? Yes. All right. See, now, if I was the gamesmanship, I would vote and take the Oilers to lose here, but not this you can't. game. You can't. Not you tonight. can't. The Oilers. 5-2 win. Loving it. All right, then tomorrow night, the Washington Capitals uh, play at home against the Winnipeg Jets. Chris, playing the standing, uh, defending Stanley Cup champs. What do you think? I feel like the Jets can beat them. I, I feel like Patrick Liney is going to have a hat trick because he's going to get all excited about playing against Ovi. So oh. I think it's going to be a 5-2 Jets win. Are they I all going to be power play goals? No, not one power play goal. What? Wow, hot take. <laughs> um, Dalton, what do you think? Um, I think the Jets, you know, they're flying high to put a little bit of a pun in there. And uh, yeah. yeah, wow, thanks. I know, so original. Right? <laughs> uh, I think they're going to have a nice 4-1 victory. Nice 4-1 win. Um, you know what? I mm, Yeah, I mean... Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll stick with you guys. I'm going to say the Jets are going to beat them um, 3-2. Mm. Yeah. All right, then the Oilers play on Monday again at home. They start um, actually a bit of a homestand here. They play the New York Rangers. Um, I'm going to start this one off. I'm going to say it's kind of an easy 3-1 uh, win for the Oilers. Of course, by saying it's going to be an easy win, they're going to lose like 6 nothing. Yeah, yeah, you just cursed yourself right there. Yeah, Dalton, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I'm totally on board this train. I think the Oilers are going to smack them. Six to one. Ooh, six one. All right. Six one win. Uh, Chris, what do you think? Well, if the Oilers have any, any dream of making the playoffs, they got to win this game. Uh, I'm going to say it's going to be close to one. Two one win. All right. Um, then the Winnipeg Jets 
play the Western Conference foes. San Jose Sharks could be a preview for the playoffs. Um, uh, Dalton, start us off. Well, the Sharks are uh, without Eric Carlson for pretty much rest of the season here. So uh, yep. I think uh, the Jets are another win in a row, but this one's going to be a little closer. 3-2. Three, 3-2 two. Three, two win. All right, Chris. Oh, boy. Um, games against the Sharks are always nerve-wracking. I, I think I think the Sharks are going to win this one. I think it's going to be 3-2 in overtime. 3-2 OT loss. Okay. Um, hmm. Interesting, interesting. We got a bit of a split here. Um, I'm going to go positive. We're going positive this week. I'm going to say the Jets are going to win 4-1. Hmm. Ooh. All right, and then um, the Oilers take on the New Jersey Devils on Wednesday. Chris, you want to start us off on this one? Sure. Uh, I think the Devils, unfortunately, going to win this one 3-1. Oh, and it all comes crashing down. <laughs> Dalton, what do you think? Uh, the Devils, like, don't even have a team anymore. So I think the Oilers are going to win this one, like, 4-1. 4-1 win. I'm going to say the Oilers are going to win this one 5-3. All right, and then the last game of the week, the Winnipeg Jets play the Boston Bruins at home. Um, so, Dalton, kick us off. I'm going to predict my first loss of the week uh, with a 3-1 victory for the Boston Bruins. 3-1 gets lost. All right, I will go. I'm going to say uh... – Honestly, I've been really annoyed with the Boston Bruins announcer recently. Oh, man, I love Jack Edwards. He's, he's the worst. Like he, He's such like, a homer. He, like, I understand, like, like obviously, like, like, you can tell, like, when Kevin Quinn, like, when the Oilers play, like, like, he's, like, like, he's, like, what a goal or whatever. But, like, when the other team scores, he's still, like, pretty fired up. Like, like there's, there's very little difference between the excitement in his voice when either team scores. But, like, when Boston comes around, like, someone will get into a fight or something like that, and he'll just be like, take that, you fool. Or like, <laughs> like, he's just like, he goes, that's giving it to him and, and all that stuff. Like, he just, oh, uh, I hate watching Boston highlights for that sort of stuff. Yo, so dude, I'm, I love it for that exact reason. <laughs> I'm going to say it's going to be a 6-3 Jets win. And Chris, bring us home. I think the Jets are going to bounce back and uh, win 3-1. A 3-1 win. All right. Well, boys, that is it. Um, make sure to check out the blog in the next couple days. Once those articles come out, I will be sending out links. Um, episode 20, gone and done. We're, uh, we're, we're chugging along, boys. You know, we got a solid, you know, 12-person fan base following. Hey, hey, that's 12 more people than I know personally, so that's pretty good. There you go, there you go. So you can follow us on SoundCloud at, at uh, South Liberal Line Podcast. You can follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, anywhere you find your podcast, we are probably there. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Blue Line South. Um, follow our blog uh, at southofthebluelines.com. Um, well, boys. Another solid week, and I will talk to you all next week. See you, boys. Yeah, see you later, guys. Later.